Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. 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 A fun and conversational show where two coaches teach you about anxiety, panic, and PTSD. And how you can overcome them for life. Aloha. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm glad you're back with us again today. We have an interesting subject today that's close to my heart, and um, I'm going to introduce you to the brain-gut connection and how that might be affecting your anxiety. I'd like to do more podcasts on Uh, more ways, workarounds, and what we can do to increase our health in our gut to help to keep our anxiety at bay because I believe that we can keep ourselves healthy by coming at this anxiety from a number of different directions. And so having been a nutritionist for many, many, many years, um, this is an important piece, I think. So I'm excited to talk to you about it. All right. Let's get started with our thank yous and a big hat tip to everyone who keeps coming back and who supports us both through donations, five-star reviews, and all the beautiful emails that you send. I also want to encourage you if you have questions to send an email. We would love to consider your question for uh, a podcast and maybe we will uh, read it on the air. Please let us know if you would like us to include your name or to keep it anonymous. You can send those emails to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to getting some of those. You can also send it to us as an audio clip, and we'll play the audio clip on the air. That's really fun, and it gives us a chance to hear your voice and kind of get to know you a little tiny bit. So please send us those if you feel up to We want to mention our other things that we do here. We have a beautiful Facebook group that is growing by leaps and bounds, and you're always welcome to join that. Go to Facebook and then just type in Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Our group will pop up, and uh, we will certainly welcome you there. We have one-on-one coaching, group coaching, email and text coaching, and kind of finding a way to make things work for everybody. So if you need more personal care, you want one-on-one help or group coaching, you want a little more contact uh, with a coach than the Facebook group and the podcast allows, you can send us an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, or hop on over to the website and look at the information there, and that's anxietycoachespodcast.com. We also have uh, still going on uh, over there. The freebie is you just put in your email and your first name, I believe, and you will get the uh, right now. This is um, April 15th, 2016. So I don't know when you're listening to this. This may have changed, but we right now we have um, a meditation in there, the body scan meditation. It's 10 minutes long and it's me guiding you through the body scan so that you can learn it. And then you can just do it on your own. You won't need to hear it. The audio, you can just do it in your own silence, in your own mind, letting, uh, your thoughts settle and letting your, um, 
attention go to your body and to feel all of the changes and the subtleties the there. Brain, it's really a delightful meditation. And, and I encourage so, you to go over there to anxietycoachesuggest.com and um, click on the little box I've that says talking free about body scan audio. And I wanted to share some things that have come up around um, it. I guess um, that's about it. You know, recently Uh, let's get into our podcast, which is enteric nervous system and, you know, just how big the brain gut connection is. We've always had the um, idea of the connection from our mind brain, the brain up in our skull down to the to our bellies we would you know we knew that feeling you get nervous you feel butterflies you have anxiety you totally know what I'm talking about you get nervous you have uh, GI disturbances and so we've always been aware of that but what's getting a lot of attention now which I'm excited that it's really so prevalent and people are paying attention is and it's in the public is the connection the it goes both ways. So the connection goes from our skull to our belly and our belly to the brain that's in our skull. So, and how that influences us is, you know, we're just learning. The beautiful thing about having been in nutrition for as long as I have, you you begin to learn how young of a science this is. Every day things change. So um, what we're talking about today in another year or two is going to be old hat and we will have learned a lot more. But right now, when we know more, we actually want to pay attention so that we can be noticing the things we may have been doing to harm ourselves or that and and wondering why we just didn't know why so let's look at this brain gut connection and see what we have here I had a um, couple of notes that I wrote down and um, so we all we have it that the brain the first brain goes down to the belly brain when we get nervous or we have uh, moods or really high stress levels we all understand that um, but the, there are trillions of bacteria in our gut, and most people are well aware of that now, and they're eating yogurts and uh, paying attention to that kind of thing that, oh, I have to have good gut flora, I have to have the good bacteria in my gut, and that's wonderful. And so, But what it gets even deeper, there's just so much more to know because every day we're learning the relationship between the gut and our belly and our brain is is very, very intense, and it's doing much more than we thought. Um, our digestive system really exerts control over our taste buds and our moods. Uh, for example, you've heard people say that they were grumpy hungry, and that means, you know, we all know that feeling, that irritability that you get when you've gone too long without eating, and... Um, and this is because our gut in our our gut in our belly and which is called the second brain it connects with the neurons um and it allows it to keep close contact with the brain and the skull all via the vagus nerve and now we've been talking about that a lot in our uh, eliminating our anxiety through our breathing and the like but it also has to do with our actual gut so the the microbiota in our gut is off is influenced by what we eat, 
our our genetic makeup, our age, things change as we get older, our stress levels. And this is where we really need to start paying attention with anxiety and high stress. And um, it's also influenced by where we live. And so this is kind of how you became cultured. Like, right back in the day, we would talk about being people who traveled were very cultured and um, their guts were actually quite cultured. So uh, where you live, the people you are around, um, this changes our uh, bacteria in our gut. And um, certain bacteria thrive depending on what we eat. And they, uh, and this is all this communication goes on within our nervous central nervous system, and that's how we become have certain behaviors. So the little fibers, um, these are called these are called prebiotics, not the probiotics, but the prebiotics. These are little fibrous compounds that stimulate the growth of the gut bacteria. And so you you can have a lot of probiotic in your diet, but you also want to have the prebiotic, which feeds the probiotics that you have seeded your gut with. And if uh, just a little side note, if you had been on a lot of antibiotics in your life, you probably have had a little trouble, gut trouble. Um, and so you may want to take some serious consideration on reseeding your gut with some good probiotics. You may need supplements at that point. You can only eat so many of the cultured foods, but uh, you may need a probiotic that has a prebiotic in it. So you seed the gut with the probiotics and then feed those probiotics with the prebiotic. Um, and um, the, what we have found is that when we look at the prebiotics, people who took prebiotics uh, on a daily level, there was a study that was done that showed that these people had lower levels of cortisol, lower stress hormones, which I find very interesting. And um, so and they were also more likely to pay attention to positive information compared to the placebo group. Now, this was a, just a three-week study. But that's fascinating that we could change our uh, cortisol levels and um, our thinking, seeing more positives. Because don't you wonder, like, sometimes why am I just looking negatives? I'm looking at the negatives. I know better. Intellectually, I know better, but I'm leaning toward the negative. So this is why I say we want to hit this from all sides. So we want to pay attention to these things. Um, it seems, so uh, let's see what I, else I had written down here. Um, so our GI tract, the function of our gut goes is way more important than just processing the food we eat. So that's an important thing to remember. It's, we're not like a little machine, right? Where it just goes down, it gets mixed up in um, digestive juices, and then uh, it makes its way out. But it is so complicated, and every day we are learning more. So let's what we know now, we want to pay more attention to. Um, and although our second brain, the enteric nervous system, this brain in our gut, uh, isn't capable of conscious thought, at least that's the, what they know now. They're saying that it is not capable of conscious thought, but it does influence our behavior, our mood, and our stress levels. So this is good news for us because this is where we can make some changes. So let's get on to what we can do for making changes. What can we do with that? I'm just briefly going to go over um, first some probiotic foods and then some prebiotics. So um, 
Probiotics, you want to make sure that you include these in your diet. Um, I'm reading uh, some information for, uh, to you from Dr. Perlmutter's uh, website. And if you don't know Dr. David Perlmutter, he wrote uh, Brain Maker. He's got some interesting, uh, interesting books out. And this is maybe some pieces that he has put up online out of Brain Maker. Um, so uh, active cultured yogurts, obviously we want, we all know about those, but a couple of things I want to say about the yogurt is um, some people first are dairy and sense are dairy sensitive and cannot have, or they're dairy intolerant, cannot have dairy at all. So that's fine. There's plenty of other things that you can have, but a, a caveat here is that both Greek yogurts and regular yogurts, if they are uh, vanilla flavored or have any fruit flavors or any kind of flavors in them, they are loaded with added sugars or artificial sweeteners. And we have to watch out also, they have artificial flavors. And so this, for sensitive people, this is not a good thing. So just read your labels. There's plenty of plain good uh, yogurts out there without all that uh, shenanigans in it. Um, and those who are sensitive to dairy can look for coconut yogurt, which is a great one. And some people who can't do cow dairy can do goat dairy. So you can look at the goat yogurts. Uh, next down the list here is the kefir. And uh, uh, kefir is uh, it, actually the word it, in Turkish means feeling good. So after consumption, so this is another fermented, usually dairy product, and it's similar to yogurt. Um, those you most people have probably already seen this. It's a combination of different uh, kefir grains, and that's a combination of yeasts and bacterias, and uh, goat's milk that's highly uh, that's high in lactobacilli and. Uh, it's also rich in antioxidants, and but again, if you're sensitive to dairy, you can try the coconut version of the same thing, uh, and so that's uh, for vegans also because it's non non animal. There's kombucha tea, which is the fermented, and it's either black or green. Um, actually, they come in all kinds of tea flavors now, and it gets fizzy. I used to make these uh, back in it was probably. Um, the late 90s or mid 90s, uh, I was growing the little kombuchas in my house. <laughs> I had so many of them and they would, they grow to the size of the container you put them in. So I had big ones in big bowls and little ones in little bowls. And we, you make your own drink, you ferment this tea um, and it gets very fizzy and it's chilled. And a lot of people love it. The caveat on this is that at that point, because it is a fermented drink, um, it does contain some alcohol. So the uh, sugar, that were in it were uh, converted into alcohol. So you want to be careful if you are alcohol sensitive. I would probably stay away from that. Um, tempeh is another one. I don't usually talk to people about using soy, soy products, but tempeh is good because it's fermented. And I always say if you're going to eat soy, it should be fermented. Um, Americans eat a lot of uh, soy as in milk and that kind of thing, soy milks and uh, uh, t uh, soybeans are best consumed as fermented products, meaning tempeh um, and some tofus, uh, traditional tofus are also 
uh, fermented. So tempeh is the fermented soybeans made it into made into um, these little patties or little steaks we used to call them, and they're a great source of. Um, you know, B vitamins, and you can use them just as in replacement of where you would use um, any of your uh, other proteins, chicken or beef or whatever. On with our fermented products, there's kimchi. I live in Hawaii. Uh, These Korean dishes are very popular here, and there's all kinds of different uh, fermented Oh, side dishes, and that's what kimchi is. It's a Korean dish. It's a mixture of fermented vegetables and seasonings, and it's usually like cabbage and radish and spices like ginger, chili peppers, and it's in a brine. And because it's fermented, it provides beneficial bacteria. That's what the point of eating uh, fermented foods is. You get a lot of beneficial bacteria. And it's also a good source of calcium, iron, a bunch of vitamins, and um, might be too spicy for some people, but it's um, actually quite delicious. And Perlmutter is saying that it's one of the best probiotics Uh, foods you can add to your diet if you can handle the heat. Well, I have found that they vary in in spiciness, so you might be able to very well find one that you like. Sauerkraut, again, this would be the German version. This is, um, and sauerkraut, the word means to sour cabbage, and um, that's what it is. It's soured cabbage. It's uh, fermented cabbage, and this really fuels healthy gut bacteria, and it contains... um, Choline, which is a chemical needed for the proper transmission of nerve impulses in the brain and throughout the central nervous system. So uh, you start mixing these things into your diet, you know, it's it's getting all kinds of good uh, probiotics. And what you will notice is culturally people had their own versions, right? So we see the Germans had the sauerkraut, the Koreans had the kimchi, and it really is um, uh, different cultures. Pickles, no, um, you know, people, people crave pickles sometimes, and it's a, it's a. They also contain natural probiotics, and if you like pickles, you you really maybe want to venture out and try some of these more exotic fermented foods because you might like them also. You can pickle fresh fruits and vegetables, and you can do these yourself. I would highly recommend um, Sally Fallon's Nourishing Wisdom book, and she outlines in that cookbook how to how to do all these things, how to pickle fruits, vegetables, and make all kinds of fermented foods. Um, you can also have cultured condiments. You can... Um, Create lacto-fermented mayonnaise, mustard, horseradish, hot sauces, relishes, salsa, salad dressings, fruit chutneys. And I uh, had not really had much uh, around this in my life, and the, except the, here in Hawaii on Maui, there's a local company that makes their condiments are all fermented, and they're absolutely delicious. So I am enjoying those myself, and that's a very easy way to put them into your diet. You can ferment um, meat, fish, eggs, um, everything. So you some of those things may not be available in your local markets. But if you're adventurous and you want to try it yourself, I, like I said, Sally Fallon's Nourishing Wisdom would be a great cookbook to uh, have on hand to, to learn how to do that. Um, now I want to talk just briefly about the um, prebiotic foods. So again, these feed the 
good bacteria in our in our system in our gut they stimulate them they feed them and um so some of these things may not be familiar to you but they're certainly worth looking into raw chicory root so a lot of people use chicory root in cooking um it's a system cleanser i you know it's kind of a bitter taste but um and some people have it, you know, it, it can be in the kimchi and a lot of people use it into their kimchi. And uh, apparently Perlmutter has some of these uh, recipes in his book. So if you're really interested in that, you may want to look into his book, uh, Brain Maker. Jerusalem artichoke is also a good um, prebiotic. Uh, it's it's also known as sunroot. I didn't know it as sunroot, but it actually is a species of the sunflower, and it's very nutritious and has a lot of health benefits. And um, it's rich in potassium and iron. And some people eat it in salads. Uh, I would go more with the next one, which is raw dandelion greens, which tastes absolutely delicious. And they are um, prebiotics, and you can just buy those. Those are always in the grocery store. And just add them to your salads and other uh, other kind of veggie dishes. It's really good. Raw garlic is another um, prebiotic, and we all know about garlic. It's good for many, many things. Raw or cooked onion. So onion you can do either way, and um, that can be really helpful in your diet as a prebiotic. Raw leek and raw asparagus. So that's about it for the pro and prebiotics. I hope this has been somewhat helpful to you. Uh, it's important that we look at this piece. Now, nothing as far as getting through our anxiety and coming out the other side, there's not one thing that we do that's going to help it. Anything that we can do to keep our health up and keep all of our systems running, because if you haven't already seen it, maybe after today's show you will look in your life and see just how connected everything is. We can't have a bad gut and be have everything else work fine. Everything is very connected. It is the web of life, and in one, when one little piece moves, everything everything is affected. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Look into some new recipes. Try some of these new foods or go to your old favorites. You may have ones even from your childhood. Most of us grew up with some kind of fermented food in our own family tradition. So maybe you can reacquaint yourself with that. I wish you all much health and enjoy this new adventure in eating. And I'll be back in a couple more days with another show, and I hope that you will join me. So until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more at anxietycoachespodcast.com. We'll see you next time.